Welcome to Take Two. Take Two, episode one. 47 Ronin. What's up, man? What's up, Brennan? Hi, I'm your host here, Brennan Ty, and my first guest on the show is Mark Carosa. Mark, what are you here to talk about? Uh, I would consider myself more of an active member than a guest. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, we're here to talk about the 47 Ronin, so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just lay down you on you with a, a little bit of the beginning. Okay. So, basically, the Ronin came up. Uh, they came from, really, a lot of people say they were influenced by the ideals of this uh, neo-Confucianist uh, Yamaga Soka. So, um, Confucianism was a Chinese religion, and uh, a lot of uh, Japanese culture and history is based around China. Mm-hmm. China was like a well-established state during a lot of early Japan. And, uh, oops. So, Yamagasoku didn't want to borrow off uh, China like like Japan was doing, so he decided that he would come up with, like, a new type of Confucianism that centered around Japan and, like, Japanocentrism. I know you couldn't see those air quotes, but, uh, <laughs> like... It was it was focused around just Japan being the new center of Asia, and this is like a, an ideology that you'll see all throughout uh, a lot of the Meiji Restoration of Japan. So that's like when uh, Japan became an imperial government during uh, uh, leading up to World War Two and like World War One. So uh, Japan at the time was ruled by the shogunate, uh, and the shogunate was like a samurai military dictator okay. that ruled over the land, but the imperial family was still there. They were there since the beginning and they're still around to this day. They're like a, a figurehead. Yeah. And uh, they were always in the background, but the shogun had like the majority of the power since uh, 11, around 12th century, the late 12th century. So anyways... It was said that Yamaga Soko influenced uh, the leader of the later 47 Ronin, Aoshi, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that a lot of his beliefs were instilled in him, and that would lead up to the how, events. How did he influence him, though? So like it was really through like his teachings. So a lot of his teachings weren't accepted in Japan, and he was exiled from Edo, which is like the prob- like the capital where where Tokyo is now. Okay. And he was ever uh, when he was exiled, he he stayed in. The, an Akko domain where the where these Ronin are from, where Asano Naganori, their their samurai master, where he was from, he was a daimyo, which is like a daimyo is what you would call, like, a feudal lord in in Europe. Okay. It's basically like you know like the lord of a, of a province or a small bit of land, and um, so anyways, the the shogun, uh, he was a Tokugawa. He asked. What is that? What is to- uh, so? There's there's a bunch of different shogun lines. Uh, so Yoritomo was one of the first shoguns. Well, so they were also kind of like a dynasty in a way? Yeah, it was a di- exactly. It was a dynasty. So there's like the Tokugawa shogun. Uh, the, I think I think the, Mino, the Minamoto? I'll, I'll look it up right now. It's... There's the Kamakura Shogun. There's the Heian Shogun. The Ashikaga Shogun. Uh, there's a bunch of Shoguns. There's, uh, so they were like different different samurai families, different samurai clans that 
came up into the Shogun. So there were like a lot of wars during uh, uh, a lot of early Japan where different samurai families fought for the title of Shogun. Okay. And uh, so the imperial family was like kind of in the background for a lot of Japanese history. Like for, in the beginning, they were they were like the central power. Then after the, like the twelfth century onwards, except for like a brief brief period called the Kenmu Restoration, they never really came into power again. Okay. <clears throat> but, anyways. Uh, wait, wait, what happened there? Like, what was the reason they came back into power? Oh, there was there was a, a small revolution. Uh, there was like a period where there were two governments. It, it, it was just like a big mess. It, it, it that that could be like a whole nother uh, podcast. Okay. It, it's okay, yeah, okay. it's it's a lot of stuff. I mean, I could talk a little bit about it, but uh, it's, it's just in ten seconds. Yeah, like, it, we're, like we're in the elevator. Like we're going down the elevator. Okay, so basically, uh, the the aristocrats that came back into power just for a brief amount of time, and they tried to put in a lot of reforms that kind of kept the, sh- uh, the the imperial government back up there. But in the end, the the samurai just they got upset because the imperial government didn't reward them. Okay. So the samurai that did fight for them in the beginning just turned on them and fought them and beat them in the end. Gotcha. So, um, anyways, so the leader of these 40, later 47 Ronin, Asano Naganori, he would be tasked by the Shogun with being the master, uh, with, like, entertaining imperial guests. So he needed, like, a master of protocol, which was this guy, Kara, Kara Nosuke. And he would oversee and teach uh, Naganori about, like, how to uh, do the right ceremonies and rituals and stuff in order to receive the Imperial guests so, like, there wasn't shame on the Imperial fam, uh, on, on the Shogun. And it's, it wouldn't, like, affect their power or anything, but it would be, like, a, uh, like a... So it just reflects bad on your country. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, like, bad karma and stuff. Okay. Not, but not, not that they use karma in their religion, but, like, that kind of, like, deal. I mean, yeah, I gotcha. But, uh... So... The mo- the minute these guys saw each other, they didn't really like each other, and uh, in the play it said that uh, Kaido was trying to uh, have sex with Asano's wife, like trying to write her poems and stuff like that, and they would they would go back and forth. Uh, Kaido thought that Asano should pay him for the services he was giving him, but Asano thought that it was just like his duty as a master of protocol to teach him, and that was like a big problem too. And anyways, it was said that in the Shogun's Palace, and in the play it says this, but it's kind of be taken with a grain of salt. It's been, like, heavily adapted over time. They, like, make the people out to be mystical and things like that. So it's not really... It's, like, almost like a Shakespeare play. You know, you don't really read it as fact, but it's kind of accurate. Why, why like, would they um, glorify them, though? Oh, it, that's like, has to do with, like, the imperial Japanese government. So during the, the time of the Meiji Restoration, which is around, like the late 18th century when the imperial government came back to power they took power from the last shogunate uh they started to modernize japan and they were like really western they were kind of westernizing japan making them almost like you know like the modern western uh countries at the time so they took the ideals of yamaga soko which he was like said to have taught the road you mentioned before yeah, yeah yeah so he uh he came the, the, in why'd he teach them was that what's that common Oh, like, the, have, uh, like the, the family took him in and were like, oh, you could be our, like, family teacher because, you know, he was, like, a prominent, like, Confucius and, like, they knew he got exiled, but, like, it, it didn't really matter. They could okay. they can take him in and, like, teach. He just wasn't allowed in the city to teach there. And, uh, so since he was with these Ronin and he taught with them for so long and, like, the deed they committed, the government was, was thinking, like, oh, look, Yamaga Soko uh, was with these Ronin. 
he taught them the way of the samurai. Like, look how they avenged their master. Look how they showed him undying loyalty in the end. Like, that's how you guys have to be. That you guys have to be show undying loyalty. We gotta cut that. You just gave the end. We gotta cut that. Uh, Look at we can we can. I mean, everybody knows about the Ronin. Okay. That's like a common thing. You know, it's not like a spoiler. This isn't like a movie. We gotta cut this now. Why? This is funny. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. 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 Uh, so, anyways, yes. Yeah, spoiler: the Ronin, the, the Ronin kill, the Ronin Avenger Master. That's why I hear about. Um, so, anyways, like the deed that they did, it was it was just thought that that they would be like the 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 embodiment of the samurai. Okay. But anyways, in the Shogun's Palace, it, uh, it was said that like the the Kaira sent one last poem to. Asano's wife and Asano mm-hmm. sent him a poem in, uh, back and Asano didn't know that that was going on in the background like he had no idea about this apparently in the play I don't know you know about in person or if this even happened in person but uh, Asano's wife basically told him to like go fuck off in in like a poem Okay. and uh, Kaira was so mad that he kept like bantering with uh, Asano until he, he just pissed Asano off so much that Asano drew his sword and he went to kill Kaira but one of his samurai, Asano's own samurai, he, he didn't want him to, like, kill Kaira, and then he he knew that Asano would be killed himself. So he held him back, and he didn't get to, like, land a blow. Okay. So since he drew a blade in the Shogun's palace, he was arrested, and they ordered him to commit seppuku. It was like, you He's know... He's better off just doing it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was kind of, like, pointless in the end, but... Yeah. Uh, that's why that guy, like, in the play, he's, like, begging the the Ronin, like, to be with them. Like, he's, like, their honorary member, but he, like, was never there. That's why it's, like, in a lot of, like, the articles that I read, like, the really, like, scholarly articles and stuff, they say, like, the 46 Ronin and, like, the one, like, honorary member. Uh-huh. Because he was, like, uh, like, they didn't really make him a Ronin until the end because he, like, kind of proved himself that he was, like, like uh, made up for himself. Gotcha. And there was also another person who wasn't a samurai at all. This is this is also in the play, but this this could have been true, too, and he wasn't a samurai at all. But he was like a, a loyal, like like member of the the Asano's family, and he wanted to be one so bad, and they just like denied him because he wasn't a samurai. It's just like they didn't see him on the same level as they saw like themselves. Gotcha. And uh, so, anyways, they uh, the shogun's forces come to take Asano's palace in in uh, Akko Domain, and Asano's retainers uh, they don't know what to do. There's like a bunch of them, and uh, Oshi calms him down and he's like let's go away let's give up our possessions give up the castle we'll go like pretend go on whatever way is let's let's go so they all leave and he takes the 47 most lo- uh the 40 the 46 most loyal ones and they go out of uh, out of like it, it could have been like a, you know hundreds I, I didn't really like see an exact number but yeah. it could have been like samurai had so many vassals because they didn't work they didn't do anything except fight so they needed like a lot of land a lot of just like people who are trading and stuff it's that's why like samurai later on kind of fell because they'd never paid for themselves oh i got you they were yeah yeah and that's it's like weird the only re- like the only reason they're able to sustain themselves is by like, by other people yeah exactly exactly that's why like later on in japan you'll see that a lot of the time they they would they would send the samurai to fight each other because there just like wasn't like enough like, enough money to to like keep them all at bay so they would just yeah, be like yeah, alright yeah. let's just have how, them fight like, each how other how long did they live were they like it must have been worth it to be a samurai is what I'm saying yeah no they they lived really well like they they lived good like if you they had two swords 
sick armor, horses. Like horses alone are like really expensive. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's they they live real good. Yeah. So you know, even later on when they got like jobs and they became like, you know, like artisans, like poets, and like they they translated books and stuff like that's not like money making work. They're not garage. You know, they're not merchants. They're not things like that. You know, they, even then they're not supporting themselves. But <coughs> anyways. Anyway, so they they go out and the forty he gathers the forty seven most. Yeah, and so they they all decide to like go away, pretend to you know be be like done with their done with getting vengeance. Like not that they thought that they were gonna get vengeance in the first place, but that was just like generally suspected of samurais to like avenge their master. Mm-hmm. But like not that it was like popular or with like this kind of like undying loyalty. You know that they would like go out of their way to to just like pretend to be a. a uh, like okay for so long, and the guy, and Oshi he would like leave his wife, leave his kids, and go be in like in like brothels. And they stuff. thought it would happen immediately. Like they they thought if they were gonna attack. Like they yeah would, yeah they would have done it by exactly. Now. The guy Oshi went to like brothels and stuff, and he was like messing around with prostitutes, just like drinking all the time, just like trying to pretend to be like done with everything, just be done with being a samurai. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of samurai that were like members of Ka- like you know retainers of Kaira, they came to check him out to see if he was actually like done with this or if he was faking and they like he convinced them like he was just such a drunk just like all over the place like chasing awards and stuff like that you know just like being an asshole mm-hmm. and uh Slay reported back and like one samurai spit in his face and it, disgusted at him yeah just so disgusted that he would like stoop to that low and like not avenge his master yeah and uh so the after like a year Kyle lowered his guard because he figured like alright they're not gonna attack me like they're all out in their own ways so he Gets he uh so Oshi like he learns of this, and he gets all his men, and they go to this place where they've been stocking weapons for a long time, right outside of Kaido's castle. And it's not like really a castle; it's like a mansion. Okay. And so, they storm his mansion. Like a group from the front, a group from behind. And they like they kill a lot of the guards. They catch him by surprise, but it's like a fight to the death. Like in in the close quarters, like the Japanese house. It's it's crazy, and um, they kill all of his all of his retainers. Uh, the, the forty seven Ronin. And they find Kyra in the outhouse. They don't know, like, what he was doing out there, but he was in the outhouse, and they bring him out. And Oshi offers, like, asks him to kill himself with his, with his, uh, his, the dagger that Isano killed himself with. Because uh-huh. it's, like, it was seen as more honorable to go out by, like, your own hand, because, like, you're a worthy samurai than somebody else's. Gotcha. Like, so there were some times in battle where if you were slain by, like, a regular foot soldier, that you were, like, weren't buried with rights or anything like that, because really? you were, yeah, and, like, that foot soldier would be, like, like hero, like like a hero or something yeah, because yeah, he killed yeah. somebody yeah, above yeah. his yeah yeah it's cool. Would he like get promoted? Promote? Yeah yeah he would get promoted yeah yeah. Oh cool. It, yeah, that's how like a lot of people like some not a lot of people but like some it's like a way in. Like, yeah yeah, yeah right. exactly. It's like a way in if you really didn't have a way in, but then like you'd have to be like with a family and stuff. It's like a long process. It's not like they were just like in a samurai and they were like made it. Gotcha. Like they would have to be like kind of adopted into a family and stuff. But it was like a way of prestige. Like, if you didn't have a family around, you really didn't have anything, because you needed, like, land and power and stuff. So were they all, like, not, like, related, like, very close, but, like, were they, like, sort of, like, was it sort of, like, a tribe, or were they, like, it was to Think of it how you would think of, like, European families during, like, the, the feudal times. It's very, very similar. Like, you know, like, not that they would marry cousins, but, like, they would marry, like, you know, like, oh, this daimyo, you know, the daimyo was the leader of the, the province, they'd be, like... Oh, I want to marry off like one of my daughters to the the guy from this daimyo, and you know now we'll be cool, and he won't want to go to war with me. It was like that. It's the same thing gotcha. like that. Yeah. So, uh, he offers him to kill himself, and he doesn't take it. He he doesn't think they're gonna kill him, and Oshi 
cuts his head off with the dagger that Isano killed himself with, and they bring the bucket, uh, they bring a bucket with uh, Kairo's head in it to Isano's grave, which is in Edo, and they uh, they offer it up as like a tribute, and they await the shogun's response. And uh, the shogun responds, and a lot of people like supported them because Kairo wasn't like a public asshole. Like everybody knew he nobody liked him. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really like the the decision for Asano to kill himself, because everybody knew what like Kyra was doing behind his back and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> they, thought, they thought it was honorable. What, yeah, what the forty seven did exactly. And uh, but like the the shogun really suppressed that because like they, they weren't gonna take like blatant disobedience to them because they told them not to go after uh, Kyra. But anyways, he uh, they they're all ordered to kill themselves and they do, and they're buried right alongside their master. And, like, the samurai that spit on Oshi, he, like, was later, like, quoted as saying, like, I'm so sorry that I ever spit on him. Like, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. was the most disgraceful thing I've ever done. Because, like, he didn't even, like, realize. He was disgraceful. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, like, exactly. And uh, later on, like, the Shogun, it would really, like, suppress their legacy. Like, there was a play written the, a year later, the Chusengora, and they, they had to, like, re- use different names and, like, they couldn't really, like, tell the whole plot and stuff. And, like, they had to kind of paint them in a bad light. Mm-hmm. But over time, they were, like, embezzled, and, like, different characters were added, and stories were, like, blown up and stuff, so now it's, like, a whole different play, if you read it. And, uh, the Japanese government, like we were saying before, like, the imperial government used that story to, try, like, just push it on the Japanese people. Like, it was, like, written in schools and stuff like that. Like, there were so many philosophers talking about it. it was, like, like, like comparing, thing. like, the loyalty that they had to their master to, like, the country, though? Like, yeah, the whole, like to, that's, to yeah, be yeah, loyal yeah. to the country, like, die like this. Like, they, that's, is yeah. that, like, that's, like, interesting. That's like, why they like, were... Kamikaze. Yes, that's why they were so, like, f- like, fervorous. Like, it, it's, it's crazy to think about. Like, the, it, it's... The, like it's a whole some, different like, worldview. Yeah, like some Westerners were were like who went there were quoted as saying like, they deify these men like they were saints like they were you know like they were gods like, it's crazy it's it's just a, it's a crazy concept how like these men who committed the sacrifice like just for their master they didn't wanna like not that they didn't want to but like they had no idea the message and the, like the later on impacts like implications they had like would they have agreed with it like would they have thought that, what the people were doing for their country as a whole was okay like i, I maybe yeah, like, possibly yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. you know like yeah like do you like, i don't know it's just like the message that they made was just it literally helped shape an entire country japan they're pushing this idea of japan is this like we are the masters of asia like just china we let china influence for, for influence us for so long now we will influence them mm-hmm. and that's why they got had so much public support for moving into china for attacking korea and things like that for that greater east, you know, that, that whole sphere of influence, uh, like, increasing that in World War One and World War Two, and it's just, it's, it's insane to hear about, like, just how this one small incident in this one province in Japan, like, impacted an entire country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Get up.